Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition here in the month of July. I am Ben McKee, joined by Ryan Callahan to discuss as important of an addition on the recruiting trail in the month of July as any, possibly, Ryan Callahan that Tennessee has picked up this month. I think so. You could certainly make that make that case. You know, they've had had, a, had some big ones this month with, you know, five-star wide receiver Mike Matthews and... Uh, and, and even four-star linebacker Edwin Spillman. But for Tennessee to, to finally address their need at offensive tackle with a highly ranked player, four-star Bennett Warren out of Sugarland, Texas, uh, this is a, a huge pickup for, for Tennessee for, for a couple different reasons. Um, obviously fills a need. You know, that There's been so much talk about where, where are the tackles in Tennessee's class. And, and I've kind of pointed out that there, there are at least three other possible tackles in Tennessee's class, at least two of them that we are pretty sure will be tackles in Gage Ginther and Jesse Perry. And then you've got Jeremiah Hurd, a defensive lineman who, who very well could end up at offensive tackle in the long run. Um, so, so they already had some bodies at that position, but now you get a highly ranked player at that position, a top 100 player in 24 seven sports rankings and Tennessee beats out Michigan in what has been a neck and neck battle um, or had been a neck and neck battle for a large stretch uh, of the past month or so uh, really was a close one. And, and you know, I think, he, he, the interesting thing about this was he went from being kind of a uh, just maybe an outside possibility in a lot of people's eyes because he'd never been to Tennessee's campus until his official visit to Knoxville the weekend of June 23rd. And that's his final visit. Um, still, still is the most recent visit he's taken. And it ends up being the one that kind of swings him in Tennessee's direction. And he, in one visit, he went from being not, not quite an afterthought, but a guy that a lot of people weren't hanging their hats on to, whoa, Tennessee really might get this guy. And so that one visit really ends up being a huge deal. And Tennessee, after uh, after kind of a, a a bit of a tooth and nail fight the, the past few weeks, uh, ends up beating out Michigan, uh, which was kind of the 
the longtime favorite for him for at least uh, a few months before uh, before Tennessee made its move. So huge pickup here for for a lot of reasons. He's a big bodied kid, around six foot seven and a half. 334 pounds, I believe he weighed in at on his official visit to Tennessee. So just a big, big kid. You know, I'm not sure about him being a plug and play type guy. So he's a little bit raw and is, is probably going, going to need some time to develop um, ideally. But Tennessee's needed offensive tackle could give him an opportunity to at least compete for some early playing time next year as they could have both of their starting tackles uh, gone after this year. So a uh, huge need that gives Tennessee a, a much better outlook for, for next year at the offensive tackle position and uh, and just gives them kind of a big name and a, and a highly ranked player to, to anchor that position group and kind of bolster what they already have uh, in this 2024 class. Well, and I, I think a, a big thing with this commitment, Ryan, is, is that it silences a, a lot of doubt with Tennessee's offensive line recruiting. You mentioned that a lot of people were questioning – Tennessee's direction at the position and wondering when the tackles, the the true bona fide, we know for a fact that this kid is going to play tackle. A lot of people were questioning when that kid was coming. And here he is. He he has arrived. Obviously, you've got to get him to, to signing day and make sure he puts a pen to paper. But uh, I know we need to discuss the, the, the prospect Bennett Warren more in depth, but I think the big storyline with, with this particular commitment is that all of a sudden, in my opinion, uh, and look, people should not have been judging the recruiting class as a whole or, or even by position midway through July, right? There's, there's still a long ways to go. And, and really, I don't think that a judgment should be finalized un, until really right before the season begins because of the transfer portal. If, if Tennessee, was not able to land a high school offensive tackle, but then comes back after the season and lands two elite tackle prospects out of the portal. Like, and and they have multiple years to play. Like, is it such a huge deal that they didn't sign a high school guy? I don't think it would be. So uh, maybe a lesson in terms of patience uh, for fans. Um, but I think what this proves is is that this is a, a really really a nice offensive line class at this point. You have Gage Ginther, uh, who looks like he could play some tackle. He he picks Tennessee over Deion Sanders. You have William Satterwhite, picks Tennessee over Clemson, and he's from Ohio. And Gage Ginther's from Colorado. Max Anderson picks Tennessee over Oklahoma. He's from Texas. Jesse Perry's the in-state in kid, of course. Um, but And then now Bennett Warren uh, picks Tennessee over Michigan and, and maybe a little bit of Texas A&M, and, and he's from from Texas. So, I mean, the, the not only are the players impressive, Ryan, that, that they're bringing in, but when you look at the players and where they're coming from all over America and who they picked Tennessee over, I, I think it's been a very, very impressive class for Tennessee along the offensive line. Yeah, I agree that they're getting some some big body guys again. You know, if, if Jeremiah's hurt ends up being an offensive tackle, you know, he's in the somewhere between six, seven and, and six, eight, probably uh, at, at least in terms of verified height. So you've got some really impressive height and length there that, that could end up at tackle. And and he's just sort of a, a ball of clay almost that someone's going to have to to mold into something. But it, but if, assuming he sticks with Tennessee and. And, uh, and and ends up being an offensive lineman, man, that, that'd be a, a fun piece of clay to work with, uh, with that kind of frame and, and athleticism. So you've got some some big body guys, even Gage Ginther, I think is bigger than a lot of people realize in the 6'5 range. 
uh, and, and Tennessee sees him as a likely right tackle, even though some people um, believe he, he could be an interior lineman. Tennessee has seen him as a, as a tackle all the way and believes he's plenty athletic there. So, yeah, you're, you're already getting some big bodies, but Bennett Warren obviously stands out, you know, six, seven and a half, 334. You don't, you don't find those bodies just everywhere. So um, that, that alone is, is certainly played into why he's as highly ranked as he is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just the, the types of pro, uh, the programs that you're beating out for, for a player like Bennett Warren, you know, his uh, uh, he also took an official visit to Oklahoma, but yeah, you mentioned Texas A&M. They were definitely heavily involved. This is a guy Texas A&M wanted. Um, so everyone might be looking at that saying, why did a kid from Texas pick Tennessee over Michigan? Texas A&M was definitely a factor and he's right there outside the, uh, just in the, in the Houston area. Um, so, so pretty much in Texas A&M's backyard, but he's not a born and raised Texas kid. He's, he's lived in a few other places, uh, North Carolina, New York. Um, so he's lived in Texas for a while, but I think because he's not, um, deeply rooted in Texas, he was maybe a little more willing than most to leave the state. And so he, he gave Texas A&M a lot of consideration and even coming out of his official visit to Tennessee last month, we thought Texas A&M was maybe Tennessee's main competition there for a minute. And about a week later, it kind of shifted and we started to hear that Michigan again had reemerged as the main con- uh, competition for Tennessee down the stretch. And that, that's kind of how it stayed for the past few weeks. So, uh, so big, big recruiting win for, for Tennessee, for Glenn Ellerby, for that entire offensive line staff, uh, Kevin Pendleton and Micah James also support staff members who do uh, a really good job and in, in, in helping out uh, with the offensive line recruiting. And this is a, a big win for those guys to, to beat out uh, some good programs for, for again, a highly ranked player at a position where they've had some tough losses dating back to last year. You know, this is the same position where they, they, they lost out to Michigan state for Stanton Ramil in a battle that they felt they were winning at one point, even, even maybe had a chance to flip him at one point. And then it kind of, the momentum there went away from, from Tennessee. Uh, obviously had Francis Malingo that ended up at Miami last year and Lucas Simmons uh, that, that Tennessee thought it had a shot at before he decided to stay in Florida. So, um, so some tough losses at that position over the past year, year and a half. And finally they, they get the highly ranked tackle they wanted and not, not a whole lot of options were out there at that position that looked like real possibilities for Tennessee going into the month of June. So it, this was really impressive for Tennessee on that front that they, that they didn't have a whole lot of, uh, legitimate candidates to join their class who could have been highly ranked tackles and looked like great possibilities. You know, Daniel Calhoun and some other guys visited, um, but it just didn't look like any of them coming out of their visits were great options for Tennessee. And uh, so for them to get a guy like this, when, when they had almost run out of options on the board that, that could have filled that need uh, make, made this a huge, huge win for Tennessee to, to get this one done and, and hold off Michigan or, 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 Pull, a, pull back ahead of Michigan, I guess you could say, the way it went um, to, to land uh, Bennett Warren and, and, and get this uh, get this highly ranked player uh, added to their offensive line class. What do you think ultimately pushed Tennessee across the finish line for Bennett Warren? Because this is a guy that kind of came out of nowhere late in the spring, early summer, I, I guess it was, in terms of interest in Tennessee and – he starts talking to Tennessee, and and then it feels like he could commit on the spot. I mean, he was high on Tennessee right away, uh, and uh, it, it almost felt like he didn't really need to see much more. Uh, but then that that began to change over time. Michigan crept in, and and really, when you and I recorded that month of July preview, I mean, he was one of the guys that we had in mind that could be one of Tennessee's commitments early in the month or or just simply in the month of July. And 
fast forward midway through the month or, or even as late as last week, and it's like, well, is Tennessee actually going to land Bennett Warren? Because Michigan had, had seemed to pull even, if if not take a slight lead. And and then there's talk about going and visiting Texas A&M and, and A&M creeping into the picture. Uh, so kudos to, to Tennessee staff for, for getting this over the finish line, like you said. But what, what do you think ultimately sold Bennett Warren on Tennessee? Well, well, one one thing about that, and I, I, I'm glad you mentioned kind of how this all went. This Bennett Warren's kind of a, a, a lesson in um, in maybe patience for uh, for co- college coaches. You know, that um, Tennessee offered him back in January and, and has really been pursuing him for about six months, uh, but they just didn't get him on campus during the spring. Uh, he he wasn't able to make it, uh, and, and often when a kid from Texas or somewhere like that, not a neighboring state, you know, not just a three or four hour drive. Um, when he can't make it multiple times, and it sounds like they looked into a couple different spring possible visits, and uh, even I think even at one point talked about him getting to town in late May for the eight six five live event. Um, once once you have a couple of visits like that that fall through, and the kid just ends up visiting other schools, sometimes you get discouraged, and you just say, you know what, I, I'm I just don't know that he's if he's that interested in him. But they they stayed after him, stayed in the picture, and this is how close <laughs> college recruiting can be sometimes. And this shows you Tennessee was down his list uh, at one point this spring uh, going into the month of June, really. We weren't even sure Tennessee was going to get an official visit from him. And Oregon was the team that was in position to get that final official visit from Bennett Warren the weekend of June 23rd. Oregon fills up at offensive tackle, essentially. They don't have any, any more need to bring in Bennett Warren on official visits. So he drops them out and Tennessee suddenly gets plugged in because they had stayed after him. And they they had yet to get him on campus. And again, the fact that they hadn't gotten him on campus in the spring almost kept them from even getting an official visit until Oregon dropped out. But because Tennessee stayed in it and they got that official visit, it gave them a chance to make a move with the official visit. And you know, so Tennessee takes takes the opportunity and says we're gonna we're gonna swing, even though the kid's never been here before. And we think there's a, at least a real chance because there was a pretty good relationship there already since they've been recruiting him for for five months or so at that time and they uh and they just knocked it out of the park on the visit you know sometimes kids don't really know what to expect until they get to tennessee and they're just blown away uh you'd be amazed by how often out-of-state kids don't fully realize all the things tennessee has to to offer and and don't don't realize how much they might like it once they get there and and he admitted he kind of goes into a lot of visits blind he doesn't do a lot of research on facilities and all that stuff he wants to be impressed by his first look at a place and he was clearly blown away at, at Tennessee and, and came away from that visit, I think, just just liking Tennessee. And he has since that visit. So it kind of came down to a Bennett Warren versus his parents battle in the end, because I think he was wanting Tennessee and his parents, uh, as, as we heard down the stretch, really liked the idea of him going to Michigan. Uh, he, he wants to major in kinesiology. Michigan, according to at least one ranking, has the nation's number two kinesiology program. And is, obviously has a pretty good academic reputation as a school. And that was a big deal to his parents. So they were kind of at a standoff at one point. Uh, but I think Tennessee was always hopeful that, hey, if the kid wants to go here, that usually bodes well in the end. Not too many times will you see parents kind of force their will upon a kid or, or try to try to kind of strong arm, arm him into going to the school that they might prefer. So in the end, Bennett Warren won out. You know, this this came down to him and his parents kind of being on both sides and and uh, and his parents being willing to go along with with what he wanted, which was clearly, I think, from the time he visited Tennessee, that that was where he wanted to be. So uh, so give Tennessee credit for kind of staying in it, being persistent, 
and and really taking advantage of an opportunity that they almost didn't get to even host him on an official visit. It's a massive commitment. I, I can't overstate that uh, for, for so many reasons. Tennessee needed uh, a true tackle, uh, another true tackle. Um, I, I guess he's the only true tackle because Gage Ginther or uh, anybody else that's already committed, uh, th- there's just a thought that they're going to start at tackle. With with Bennett Warren at six seven and a half, which is what we have him listed at 24-7 and 330 pounds, you, you, you know he's going to start at tackle uh, and stay at tackle. So needed a, a definitive true tackle at the position. Uh, you, you go into the heart of Texas and, and land him over some big-time programs, uh, and he's the number 82 overall player in the country, according to our rankings, number five offensive tackle and the number 14 offensive or the number 14 player in the state of Texas. So uh, a huge commitment for Tennessee, which has been kind of the theme in July. Uh, it, it's been a really, really good month, and we still have some some things that we need to discuss about Bennett Warren, and we will do so after this break. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition because four-star offensive tackle Bennett Warren has picked Tennessee over Michigan, and I will throw Texas A&M in there. Uh, I am Ben McKee reacting to the news with Ryan Callahan. And before we continue our discussion, would like to take a moment to encourage you to take a moment out of your day, if you would be so kind, to go like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And I'd like to encourage you to do one thing today. Tell one Tennessee fan, simple text, see them walking down the street, anything. Just encourage them to go check out the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Ryan, tell us a, a little bit more about Bennett Warren, the football player. We, we've been talking about how big of a commitment it is and uh, how how Tennessee had to battle to land Bennett Warren. But uh, who is Bennett Warren, the football player that Tennessee is getting? Yeah, obviously you start with just the sheer size because that, that is hard to find. Uh, a guy that's that's got that kind of length, that kind of, uh, that kind of build because he is 330 plus pounds as going into his senior year of high school, 
Um, but he carries that weight really well, as you might imagine. A guy is six, seven and a half. You know, some guys you hear 335 and you're like, is he going to need to drop a few pounds? That's pretty big for a tackle. But uh, a lot of tackles, you know, in college end up end up having that kind of size if they have that type of length. So he's a he's a he's at a pretty healthy build right now. And you see it on on tape immediately that he just kind of uh, manhandles people, as you might imagine, with that kind of size. And and he gets he gets to the second level pretty well. Also, when, when he's when he's in the run game, especially. He, he he you know gets downfield and uh, is able to 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 handle linebackers and and whoever might be in front of him and and once he gets their hands on him it's it's game over a lot of guys end up on their backs <laughs> in the uh, in the highlight video so he he clearly is a a dominating force uh, at, at the tackle position has played a lot of right tackle in high school and and primarily did that last year on a team that won ten games and uh, you know just you know, again, brings a lot of athleticism at that size. That's, that's the thing you're always looking for. Can he, can he bend? Can he move? Well, is he going to stay at tackle? You know, cause some, there've been some guys before Dan Skipper was one years ago uh, that Tennessee recruited. Uh, if you go back, you know, a decade or so uh, that, that was like what, six foot nine or something and goes to Arkansas and he's an NFL guard. So, you know, just being six, seven and a half doesn't always guarantee that you're a tackle in the long run. But in Bennett Warren's case, I think the athleticism is clearly there. And you can see him staying at tackle for sure in the long run and, and, and being a guy that can, can in the future, if, if not right away, um, be, a, be a likely starter at Tennessee. So uh, he's still got to continue to develop, as I mentioned. I think there's some rawness to his game. That's, that's often the case with offensive linemen. That's why that, that is a position where you sometimes have to go to the transfer portal when you need immediate help. So still very possible Tennessee ends up in the transfer portal looking for at least one tackle going into next year, but this makes it a much better situation that you have a big body like that to, to at least give you a potential day one starter. You know, I do think Tennessee has, you know, Jesse Perry's in the six, five, six, six range. I think he's, he's a, a pretty pure tackle, but he's, he's a long way from being ready. You know, most likely he's in the two seventy five range right now. That's a kid who's going to, you know, like a lot of tackles coming out of high school, he's going to need to add some weight, improve his strength before he can really have a chance to make an impact. Uh, you know, Gage Ginther, a little more college ready if he if he ends up being a tackle for sure. And, and again, Tennessee from day one, I think, has seen him as a tackle. It's just that some people elsewhere may, might see him as a guard. But Tennessee's pretty pretty convinced he's going to play right tackle. But even if he comes in, you know, I, I'm not quite sure they can count on him as a, as a day one starter. So it's just hard to find guys that can come out of high school and be ready to start day one. Bennett Warren maybe gives you that chance. I wouldn't say it's likely, but it, he at least has the body, the build, the athleticism to to do all that and come in and, and maybe work hard enough to give himself a chance to to be in the mix there as a true freshman. But certainly having that opportunity is a big deal to him. And and I think he, you know, he, he has all the things you're looking for. So that if he puts things together in the long run, he, he's got that kind of frame and everything that that makes him a potential, you know, we'll see if it's all SEC or whatever, but a potential above average SEC starter, I think, is very, very possibly what you're looking at in the long run. It just might take a little bit of time to get there because he is still a little bit raw in his his development and not um, definitely not a finished product and needs to have a needs to continue to build on what he's done so far during his upcoming senior season. What are your thoughts on Tennessee's offensive line class as a whole? I've obviously ranted and raved uh, about UT's O line class on, on this exact podcast uh, for for multiple reasons. I, I'm a big believer in all the players that that, that are coming in and. Uh, I, I think on top of the the quality of player, the ability to go all throughout the, the country and and land these players over other big time programs, uh, I, it may not be 
you know, Clemson or, or Alabama or, or Georgia for, for any of these offensive linemen. But I, I still would classify it as Tennessee recruiting at a championship level along the offensive line because uh, Michigan has been in the, the playoffs. They, they lost to TCU last year, right? Uh, Texas A&M, they, they flirted uh, with the playoffs back during the, the COVID season. Uh, Oklahoma ha- has been in the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, I, I really like Gage Ginther. And even though he's picking Tennessee over Colorado, uh, I, I think he may be the most underrated prospect of this O-line group, just uh, his tenacity along the offensive line. I, I think he's maybe not as talented as Trey Smith, obviously, but in terms of mindset and physicality, he, he kind of just reminds me of a, a pool in a china shop when, when playing there in the trenches. And I, I do think, although it's Colorado, I think it's impressive to go land the top player in the state of Colorado when Deion Sanders just – just got there and is landing recruits left and right. So uh, I, I think it's an extremely, extremely impressive offensive line class at this point. I, I could continue to rant and rave about it as I've already done on this podcast, Ryan, but uh, what are your thoughts on the class as a whole right now? Yeah, I, I really like it. And and like you said, it's, it's a, uh, it's a group that has, you've got some different body types. So I, I, I like that a little bit. I, I think having a variety there is, is good, but you also, Everybody in this class is, you know, with the exception of William Satterwhite, who who gives you that kind of, I think, true center or guard build because he's in the, you know, the six three range. Definitely projects as an interior lineman unless he can get a bit a bit longer, um, most likely. And, and maybe he's not done growing, so you can't rule it, rule out anything there. But um, you, you like that you've got some uh, some different different body types. But at the same time, those guys all have pretty good size in one way or another. Um, really, really, no guys that you that you aren't sure they can add the weight necessary, you know, Jesse Perry is the, the lean body type in this, in this class, but he, I think will have no trouble adding, adding plenty of weight over the next couple of years. And, uh, and then you've got some other guys who are already pretty big, you know, William Satterwhite might be the closest thing to a, to a plug and play guy in this class. You know, he's got a chance, I think, to, to compete for some early playing time in his career. Uh, you know, again, it's hard to count on anybody playing as a freshman, but he looks to me fairly college ready. And even he's a good athlete. He's a guy that's played basketball and um, is still fairly young in his football development. You know, he's only spent a couple of years in high school really focusing on football. So you like the upside there. You know, Bennett Warren, I mentioned his athleticism. He's a basketball player as well. So you've got some uh, some basketball background in those guys. Max Anderson, you know, it looks like a prototypical guard to me and, and, a, and a, obviously a really good player who's been a four-star prospect for a while. You beat out Oklahoma for him. You know, Georgia hosted him on a visit this spring uh, and ended up just being Tennessee and Oklahoma in the end, really. But still, you're beating out good competition for these guys. You obviously beat out Clemson for for William Satterwhite. So, yeah, they, they've had some nice wins. And on Gage Ginther, it, it, I, I'm not sure Colorado even finished second, interestingly enough, in that one. It sounded like Nebraska was maybe the team to beat there. Nebraska's obviously getting after it and recruiting under Matt Rules. So the fact that you had some some competition for Gage Warren that wasn't wasn't just Deion Sanders, um, that that obviously bodes well. I think you are, I think you're right. I think Tennessee's getting a very good player in Gage Ginther. I think they're, I think Tennessee is pretty excited about that one uh, relative uh, to his ranking. Uh, you know, a lot of people might just look at the three stars and assume he's just an okay player. I, I think Tennessee thinks they're getting a pretty good one in Gage Ginther. So yeah, there's a lot to like in this offensive line class. And now you add a top 100 tackle to that group. It's uh, it looks a lot more complete and they're, you know, probably done at that position. We'll, we'll see how things go in the coming months, but that's such a big need that if another guy was out there that they could get, 
I, I couldn't close the door on them trying to add yet another one. Uh, we mentioned Jeremiah's Hurd is, is very possibly maybe an offensive tackle in the future, but they only have five, you know, surefire offensive linemen currently in this class. If you don't include Hurd, they could lose, as we've discussed before, six, maybe seven guys on the offensive line after this season. So it's a big need for Tennessee in this class. So if an opportunity comes available and they can add somebody else somehow, they're still maybe open to, to adding somebody else. Now, more likely, I think they just go to the transfer portal uh, after this season to, to add a, a, a possible starter at tackle, but they they at least had the potential to to add some some more to this class if, if the right person was out there. But you know, a lot of names are already off the board. I wouldn't say it's all that likely, but hey, if someone emerges, you, you never know. But this gives them a much more complete-looking class and makes it much less of a certainty that they just have to go to the transfer portal to get a tackle. Now you've got that tackle that at least in the long run you can count on in Bennett Warren. And now it's more about kind of patching things up for next year because you've got probably at least six bodies in this class now on the offensive line. That's where you need to be in terms of kind of restocking the cupboard for the future. Well, I, I think the great thing about this offensive line class is that you, you can go out in the transfer portal and try and add the the the, the most talented guy available. Not Not that Tennessee wasn't already doing that, but Tennessee tried to do that this this past cycle uh, out of necessity, whereas now it won't be as much out of necessity. It's a it's a really nice place to be in. It, it reminds me of Frank Anderson, Tennessee's pitching coach, and and Tennessee's baseball team. They always have enough pitchers, right? But they still every year go out and try to land the best pitcher or two available in the transfer portal, just because you can never have too much pitching, and that that applies to the offensive line position. In my opinion, you can never have too many offensive linemen so you've got a great offensive line class coming in and then you can still go dabble in the portal and have fun in the portal uh, essentially go go try and swing for the fences with whoever it is the the best tackle or interior lineman that becomes available and, and try to get them the campus to put the cherry on top of this class so that'll certainly be interesting to keep an eye on uh, when portal season does arrive real quick before we get out of here ryan it was uh, another busy weekend for you with visitors uh, arriving in Knoxville after the dead period. How can people uh, find your coverage of Bennett Warren committing to Tennessee and also your coverage from the recruiting event over the weekend? Yeah, Tennessee had uh, had its Rocky Top kickoff event on Saturday uh, with a bunch of visitors from the 2024, 2025, and 2026 classes on campus. Uh, targets from all three of those classes, uh, Chris Cole, the four-star linebacker out of Virginia, uh, in the 2024 class uh, was was on campus and some some important targets certainly in those future classes as well. Um, so lots to to check out there. Go to govols247.com for all the coverage of that. Um, we, we've already had stories in in recent days on uh, on five star wide receiver Ryan Wingo who also visited last week along with four star wide receiver Amari Jefferson from Chattanooga who visited on Friday before going to Alabama on Saturday. Um, he's announcing his decision on Saturday, so we'll continue to track that one over the next few days leading up to his announcement. Uh, Alabama's kind of been widely viewed as the favorite there, but we'll see if anything changes down the stretch. And uh, and yeah, plenty plenty more to keep an eye on. You know, Kamarion Franklin, the five-star defensive lineman uh, that is coming off a Miami visit uh, this past week, just uh, you know, has, has hinted recently that he could be nearing a decision at least you know maybe sometime in the not too distant future, whether that's late August or whatever. So. Still tracking that one going into the season. Still a lot going on. So definitely check that out at GoVols247.com and stay tuned on the recruiting front as we also get ready for preseason camp on Wednesday, Tennessee's first practice coming up in uh, about 48 hours. 
And on Tuesday, Tennessee will have the local media day where all the coaches will talk and several players will talk as well. So you can find all that coverage at GoVols247.com. Bennett Warren, four-star offensive tackle from Sugarland, Texas, is a Vol, and it is an important commitment for Tennessee and the class of 2024. For Ryan Callahan, I am Ben McKee. Thank you for listening to another edition of the GoVols 24-7 podcast. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the GoVols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, but if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock, got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, you also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. I will find they 
hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries, showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount+.